Hello, and welcome back to the Soul Sister Podcast. My name's Randy. And I'm Kayla. And we're here again, just us today. And today we are talking about... Past lives. Woo! This is one of my passion subjects, so Randy's along for the ride today. But mm -hmm. as always, she'll channel in some very powerful information on the subject for sure. Sure. <laughs> you do. You do. I've watched it. I've watched it happen in front of my eyes. She'll, she'll pick it up. Um, but it's all about past lives and how they're affecting the present, um, how you pull that karma forward, and of course, some of our, our kind of examples of how what we've learned about our past lives have uh -huh. ended up manifesting um, in our present life to give you some keen examples of how you can't avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess basically we'll start with just the concept of past lives. It's pretty self-explanatory, but it's the idea that we reincarnate. But a common misconception, and I only share this because I used to hate the idea of reincarnation, because uh, I didn't think that the work that I was putting in here and now in this life would matter when we recover. But reincarnation, and incarnating and past lives and all this stuff is everything that you've signed up for. You make the contracts, you're gonna play out this role in your everyday life. It's almost like a play where you're the director, you're the writer and you're hiring the cast and crew. You're center stage in every one of the shows. But when you get here, it feels like you have no idea what's going on and it's untrue, you know. So you are the director, the screenplay and the star of your incarnations. So don't feel like you're at the mercy of them, but it's important to understand how they all interconnect and why it's important not to ignore them and why we pull our trauma from it and our shadow and how we need to navigate that to get to where we're going. And on and on and on. <laughs> One of the reasons I am so interested in past lives though is also because we don't have to incarnate on an endless loop. The idea is sometimes we're bored. We're like, let's just incarnate forever. But other times we actually have these goals to accomplish or these healing or this coming around full circle to become the most balanced expression of all we've ever wanted to be, but we fuck it up a lot. And then that's why we end up coming back over and over again. So sometimes if you know what you're trying to do and you put the effort into healing it, we get to graduate from incarnation school and just be on the other side doing what we want to do or returning home I've heard a lot of that sounds lovely I know you ever feel though like now we're going in with my likes I'm gonna annoy everybody I just made them aware of it I say it so often yeah I think I do too. but do you ever think why why am I here again you know I just I have just so often been like I just want to go home I just want to go home as I'm sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah. You know, going, I'm home, but why do you, am I homesick for home? 100%. So weird. It is. Yeah. I remember feeling that like when I was a teenager and I'd be like at home, my whole family would be there and I'd be like homesick. And you're like, well, this is the most misplaced feeling. But you're like, I'm here. I'm doing it. These are my people. So sometimes you get those little glimmers of like a past, a past home. 
Or another thing I see in the Akashic Records sometimes is like when people have these doorways open to their past lives and they're kind of like dabbling in the memories of that, but they're also grounded in their present life. You'll feel like you don't belong anywhere. You have like one foot in your past life, one foot in your present life, and it feels like you're just extremely misplaced. And you crave running to the mountains, renouncing your worldly possessions, and going to the West Coast. And you just want to run away from all your problems all the time. So that's not going to help you. No. That makes sense, though. Yeah. Seen that. You can close them out in the Akashic Records. They don't go anywhere, but you'll be more present in your current life affairs. But what are some, do you remember some of your past lives? Any funny tales? Oh boy. Oh boy. Do I ever. Um, you know, what? I was actually going to re-listen to my hypnosis before we did this. And I, I just ran out of time. Let's be honest. But so I had that hypnosis done. I saw three past lives. And they were all very, very interesting. Not super surprising, but very mm -hmm. interesting all the same. So my, my first one, I was a dude. And I was, like, we're talking a long, long time ago. And I lived in this, like, rock house that I think was in Israel or somewhere. Anyway, I, I looked up the vision of what it looked like because I didn't know, of course, what they were called or where I was or anything like that because it was long before these names ever came out. So I looked it up and I think it was Israel where these were. And I was a hunter essentially for the village and I was a protector and I stumbled upon a weird cave. Like it had this tunnel and the tunnel was very black but it opened up to, I don't know what you want to call it, cove, I guess, where there was like water in the middle of this desert. It was like a little tiny lake. There was tall, tall rocks all the way around. And then there was a wall of this, in, in my hypnosis, I kept calling it purple stone, pointy, <laughs> like pointy purple stone, which I know now is like, it was a wall of amethyst. Right. Yeah. But when you're hypnotized and you're like going back into those lives, you only have access to the words that you knew in that life. So we just name things really funny things. Yeah. Purple pointy rock. <laughs> and anyway, this wall of amethyst would talk to me and wow. it gave me strict, um, instruction that I was that now I was the guardian of the cave and no one was ever to find this cave as long as I was alive and I had put my hands on like the wall the amethyst and it would speak to me and it embodied like it soaked in <laughs> trying to find the right words but it like that's when I got my healing powers yeah was way back in that life from this wall of amethyst. That's so cool. And it's like, when you're hypnotized, you can't make this shit up, I swear to God. And then it's crazy because like you work with crystals now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's just like so bizarre. And it's like, you think you can make this stuff up, but what, how could you make up a wall of amethyst? And then the craziest part 
is like when you kind of look up, you're like, is this a real thing? Mm-hmm. And then there's actual information on like the crystal kingdoms and people that have like done other things like this. Was that even on planet Earth? Was it Israel? Like, where were you? <laughs> I think it was Israel. Like, cause when I looked up the house, like that I described that I lived in, mm. it was like in the rock, but it had like cut out mm. holes. And when you walked in, it was, it was rock, but it had rooms. And when I looked up like rock houses or whatever in the desert, it was, yeah, they came up and I was like, yes, that's what it looked like. And we're talking way, 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 way back. And I think it was around Israel or somewhere. That's wild. That's another one of my favorite things about past lives is like, if you can like, if you're willing to put some time in to figure out where you were, it's like surprising. You're like, I couldn't have made that house up. No, No, I didn't know those things existed. No. And like, (laughs) like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And somehow I managed to graduate, you know, or like, I don't know how many years of school, 12, 16 years of school without ever taking one fucking history class. So I don't know anything about anything that happened in the past for nice. real. Like I somehow managed to escape through that much schooling without one history class. So for me, something I think other people could have recognized in my past life, I didn't know about. So I uh, was shocked and appalled to see some of them come true as well. Um, yeah, That's not my favorite one. It's like your story about the amethyst wall. That's mm-hmm. still like my favorite past life story. That one and my second one, I think. Oh yeah, that one was awesome too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll tell you that one too. Yeah. Cause man, I was a badass bitch. Yeah, you sure were. So, um, and it explained why I always have this connection to Louisiana and New Orleans, even though I've never been there mm-hmm. in my whole life. And I didn't even know it existed until after Katrina because I just didn't register. But anyway, so I lived in a swamp, which I knew was Louisiana. I don't know how, but I just knew. Um, And I lived in this like little cottagey thing on the water. And on my door was like Mardi Gras beads, I guess. Because it, it was a noise, so I knew if someone was coming, it would shake the beads. And then I had a little alligator head beside my door on my, like, and I, he must have been for protection, because I'm like, I don't know. But he was there, this little alligator head with his mouth open. <laughs> and you walk in, and it was, it wasn't a big house, but it was just, like, full of bottles of oils and herbs and magical workings and my prized possession was this like large crystal ball that had been I think it was my grandmother's I think anyway it was part of the it was family passed down whatever and I went hunting one night and then as I was because I was hunted at night, which in the bayou, are you crazy? But apparently that's what I did. Anyway, I saw people coming. So I quickly ran in, grabbed my crystal ball and a couple other things. And I took off away from the people coming because I knew they were coming to kill me. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So anyway, I took off and I was quietly moving away from them. And then I was ambushed by the side I was heading And like, as I looked, it was like, I looked back, saw them burning my house down, first of all. And then I kept going forward. And then I got caught by a second group of them. 
Then I got dragged into town, tied up, and they lit me on fire. But I died cursing everybody and their lineages. Oh my God. That's so funny. When I first met Randy, I was like, I wasn't the past life that I'd seen in the Akashic Records, but it came out after the fact. And I was like, Randy, I swear you've been killed as a witch. And you were just like, not even scared or faced. Just fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm coming back. You can't kill me. Because obviously she's like a spiritual guru. So when I heard this, I was like, so validated. I was like, I fucking knew it. I was like, you did know it. I (laughs) laughed so hard after, you know, when I came out of it. Because I'm like, oh, Kayla's going to get a kick out of that. Because (laughs) it's basically exactly what you called. Yeah. Yeah. And then the best part about each one of our past lives is every one of our incarnations is so, so powerful and influential on our soul for learning experiences, growth, purpose. So when we get like, when you see these past lives or when certain lives come up, there's always like a rhyme and a reason to it. So yours was to see where you got your powers and mm-hmm. you need to keep working with stones. And what do you remember what that one was about? Um, Knowing your power or something? Yeah, I think it was something to do with like confidence and stepping into power I think is Mm. what the reason for that one was I can't really remember but it was something like that that's sweet yeah mine the one that came up in my uh hypnosis session recently is um I had all these questions that were like you know am I going to be able to make something out of my life am I going to step into that place of freedom Mm. and that's my biggest thing. I just, I really love what I do. It's it's something I'm extremely passionate about, but I need to learn not to work so hard and like enjoy my life and do something. So I had all these questions about, will I make it to this level of abundance where I don't have to work and work and work and grind things out and be able to travel and enjoy um, life. And I seen myself as a man and I seen myself like floating down into this cobblestone area and I knew I was somewhere in Europe and I was like, no, take me somewhere else. I want to go somewhere else more cool. I don't want to be in Europe because I really wanted to see like a farther away past life. It was like too recent for what I was hoping I'd get. I was like, no, I don't want to go here. I'm not trying to fight it. You can't, you're not going to win. And I started looking at myself and I was like, fuck, I'm a man. Nothing wrong with dudes. But I just like, you're just like, ah, I don't want to see myself as a male. So I was like, damn it, I'm a man. And I started describing the clothes I was wearing. And I knew that I, and again, I could, didn't have the right word. But I was like, I'm like the army of the sea. <laughs> the, like the sea people, the military of the sea, I think is what I uh, said, which is the Navy, just mm-hmm. in case anyone wonders. And I was in Europe, but I couldn't pinpoint the word. I wanted to say England, but back then it was called Great Britain. I couldn't find that word either. So I was like, all right, I'm somewhere over here. And I had seen these big, huge wooden ships with sails and all these like really cool things. And I was like the leader. Remember, I was the leader. And she, you know, was like, take me to your house. What are you doing? And I had this gigantic mansion with like marble pillars. And it was the marble floors and the huge spiral staircase. And I was married. I didn't appear that we had any children, but I was married to this nasty woman. There was no love there. It was very much like a... You know, oh, I'm of this status and she's of this status. I guess we'll marry. We didn't really like each other or spend time with each other because I was a workaholic. So I had worked and done all these amazing things, climbed to this status. And I don't know what happened. It was some sort of conspiracy that I can't pinpoint in history. 
where we were supposed to go to war and we didn't. And then I realized everybody knew what was going on and they lied to me because we were being attacked from a different angle. And I was like, oh, this was a conspiracy, which is probably why I'm a conspiracy theorist in this life. Um, I watched it in front of my eyes. And anyway, I ended up getting killed um, for sending some like decoy people into the sea. And at the end, I was like, I don't know exactly what the point of that was. Like, how is this helpful? I was like, cool, good for me. But like, what, what is that? And it turns out they basically showed me that, you know, I was so concerned about earning abundance so that I could, in this life, I was so, con I'm so concerned about earning abundance so I can have this great life. And they showed me abundance and money and power and status isn't everything because you literally had nobody. You totally worked and slaved away to have all of this this good life and have this meaning and purpose and you didn't have any friends and you didn't do anything with it because you were so focused on work and I was like mm, lesson well received so uh after that hypnosis session though I feel like I don't really care about money anymore it's like really taught me a lot I was like oh right I still want the freedom but the money piece is totally just like disappeared I'm like oh that's good yeah I mean I'll take money Oh yeah, I still need it to travel, but it doesn't it doesn't keep me up at night anymore. No. Like it used to. <laughs> no. I used to stress about money hardcore. Yeah. And I just don't yeah. anymore. And I swear that you like even your stressors can be traced back to a past life, I think. Like mm -hmm. the lives of poverty or famine. And you're like, I remember that time I didn't have anything. And then it's like you'll see those people reincarnate in the next life in their quarters. Yeah. So funny. Uh you told me about one in my record reading, which if you guys haven't had one with Kayla, you very much should. So check out her website, akashawaken.com. Oh, thank you. But you told me about one where, and I, and I realized this after the fact, basically my parents were coming to visit me and they weren't very far away from my house and they were driving a horse and buggy and they ended up in a really bad crash. And they died like basically right in front of my eyes and I felt really guilty that you know they were coming to visit me and if they hadn't they still be alive da -da 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 -da. and in this life when I worked at the station I worked so many fatal accidents wow mm -hmm. out of all the trauma um calls that we took it seemed it maybe it wasn't it just seemed that way that I always ended up working fatal accidents like big Whoa. ones yeah that's so interesting isn't it yeah I love and i'm that. sure that's probably where it started was back yeah then if you guys hear a weird sound in the background it's just kayla's dog mj making her appearance yeah she's doesn't like to not be known when she's here so apologies um yeah i'm trying to think of my akashic past lives honestly i can't even remember because they were i was like so focused on everyone else's readings that i didn't really do a good job on mine but i do remember there was one and i was married again i was a man so offended but uh i was a man i was married to or at least dating the person the partner that i have now and in that lifetime i had oh god it's all coming back to me I was from a really wealthy, well-to-do family, and 
I wasn't supposed to marry outside of my class. Of course. Yeah. And I married someone of a low, I wanted to marry someone of a lower class, but I'm to do that. I'd have to like renounce my, you know, standing in my family kind yeah. of thing. And, and I was like, kind of, yeah. And I was so dramatic. Like I would do this for sure. I'd be like, fuck you guys. I don't care. Love means more to me. And then I left and this bitch was a gold digger. Yeah. She didn't really like me, but like when you're, in those past lives like when you're looking at them like for me it was the akashic record but i could feel it and there was so much love for this person and they fucking ditched me and i was so jaded after that so jaded that i dated the partner that i have now afterwards but i was real non-committal which like oh my god so familiar that i was just like i'm not gonna be vulnerable. I'm not going to be in love. You got to meet me 99% of the way. And just very much like rejected that love that I was receiving. And it's just like, honestly, obviously we've reincarnated this time because I felt so guilty about it that I couldn't like give love back. And then it's like, wow, is that ever replaying? I'm still kind of like, I want to be a nomad. I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want this. And then it's like, yeah, just like pushing away a perfectly good person who loves you. But that's another thing too. Like sometimes we have to correct these contracts, but we carry over this karma. So we'll often start replaying the same story again and again and again until we get it right. So avoidance, again, as we talk about all the time, is not going to solve your problems. You're going to repeat these contracts and repeat these incarnations until you've done something satisfactory with it. So yeah, over and over and over again, putting the work in. And I'm trying to think, how many different ways can you tap into your past lives? I know, obviously, you can do it with the Akashic Records. You can do it in meditation. Actually, you know what? Yes. Um, I get really vivid. Um, mind you, I set the intention before I have these. But twice now, I've gotten shown a past life when I get a body talk session. Whoa, neat. Yeah. So she she was working on me, and I'm like... In a whole other lifetime. And she, I can't remember how it came up, but she brought up something in my body that as it, it tied into what I was experiencing in the past life. So like, whoops, sorry, that was me shaking the table. So she tapped in to me tapping into a past life. Whoa. Yeah. That's so cool. It was cool. Cause she's like, I don't know where this came from, but I can't remember what it was she said. And I was like, oh, that's because I was experiencing this in my past life regression. Whoa. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. Actually, yeah, there's like really any kind of energy work. If the past life is super unresolved and needs to be brought up, it'll usually come up. Yeah, like meditation's huge for me. Obviously, uh, hypnosis is, I'm an advocate for hypnosis. Love I, it. Yeah, I've gotten actually people's past lives when I've been working on them. Yeah, I feel like you have too. Mm-hmm. You've, and I've done sessions with Randy. She's called me out on some of my past life stuff. I don't remember any of it right now, but it's been there. Yeah. And it's like, we think we don't have like a billion past lives, but there's a significant amount of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, as soon as you think, you know what you know, like as an Akashic record reader, I'm like, Psh, I know like all my past lives, I get everything. And then as soon as you think, you know, there's always another one, but it's like, depending on how long you live, right? Like I know I'm a short and sweet person. And to me, I would do that. I don't want to be here for that long. I just want to come in do a little bit of work and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So I have a lot 
of past lives because I probably lived to be like maximum 30 in a very significant portion of them. So only living 20 years at a time, you can crunch out a lot of past lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had one just before, and this was the one that actually came up in, here's a funny story. This is all just going to be stories, by the way. Hope you don't mind. So we were, how did this go? This was the one that came up or one of the ones in one of my body talk sessions. So uh, it was like 19, I want to say 74, 75, 76, somewhere in oh, there, yeah. like mid seventies. And I was 19 or 20. Like I was young and oh my God, I was so gorgeous. Like I just, I want to be able to look like that again. It, but I, <laughs> it's, I felt my, I could feel what the body felt like. I could feel what my clothes that I was wearing felt like on the body, how it was, I felt what it was like walking in the platform shoes. Like it was crazy. And I was tall and like super skinny with long, straight blonde hair, like straight up flower child, you know, mm, like, yes. and I was in love with this guy and he was black and we were just so in love. And it was, and this the, was most, the early seventies, right? Like early to mid, like okay. that 74 to 76. Okay. There. So this is very forbidden. Very. It was very not cool <laughs> at that time. Especially being like in so beautiful and like, mm -hmm. weren't you kind of in the public eye a little bit? Like maybe a model? I think I might've been like done some modeling. I wasn't famous mm -hmm. by any means. So anyway, I was in like, and I could feel it like the intense love was just so <laughs> and anyway he ended up getting beaten to death and for dating a white woman for dating a white woman Ugh. and then i ended up killing myself right after like i and i can see it there was on a balcony in new york by the way this was in new york i could see it it was overlooking i think a park and i just jumped i just tapped out i was like wow. no and uh, the funny thing is I was talking to a friend of mine uh, just recently and she's like, yeah, so this weird thing, Pete's coming up for me. So I, I remembered this past life and she's talking and basically we both figured out that we were in New York at that mm. same time. We were both in the same kind of worlds and like during that whole movement and stuff. And it was so bizarre. Cause neither one of us, like we didn't know about each other's past lives. Yeah. And as we were talking, we could feel chills. It's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's crazy. That's like that instant validation where you're like, there's no fucking way we could have made this up. It was so bizarre. Wow. Actually. And I had a life, I think I died in 1974, but I think I was in California. So I probably wouldn't have known you. Maybe but. not. But yeah. Anyway, then we flipped, came back here for. Wow. Anyway, the friend of mine, she had this theory that we had to die young in that life because we had to be back for this awakening happening right now. Oh, 100%. We had to be the right age. Yeah, 100%. I believe that. And you know what's also really fascinating? Those connections that come back around. Because if you're kind of like have a high enough vibration or depending on what your soul works on, if you're half in this life and half in the astrals or whatever, you'll remember those people. Like if you get to the point where you can pick up on it, but 
Yeah. I have some friends in my life that I straight up know are from a past life. And then you're like, you bitch. Or it's like, you know, or like you remember those things. Or the worst is when you remember someone you were once married to. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's fucking confusing. Very. And like, you, you try not to hold against them this time around. But sometimes. Yeah. It's just you just can't separate it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Even after cord cutting ceremonies and cord cutting ceremonies and cord cutting ceremonies. So now I'm going, so do I have to figure out how many lifetimes we had together and cut cords that many times or what? Like what's going on here? Oh God. I don't know. It's so hard though, because in I don't want to say human past lives, but in the spirit world, it's not cut and dry, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. a million soulmates and you're not really separate. Like I've had one regression where I got to feel what it was like on the other side to be around people. And it's like pure euphoria. And you can almost like blend your energies into the other person. So you're just like one with them and you feel so held, perfectly understood. And it's just, you're just spirit. So there's nothing like sexual about that. But like, you're just like blended and held and you're completely understood. You're completely amalgamated with them. And it's definitely the best feeling there is that's known to human, like known to life. It's definitely what everyone strives for. So sometimes when we see these people that we used to be completely enmeshed with, and now we're so separate, you're just like, oh, it's hard. It is hard. And it's it's hard to explain unless you've experienced it. But it's your soul. Why did I say that? Like the soul. But your, <laughs> <laughs> your soul remembers them. It's mm-hmm. not even your normal memory. It's literally your soul hurts because you can feel that person. Yeah. And that's how come sometimes like, I just remember being like really young way before I ever was into any of this and just being like, I feel so drawn to you as a person. Sometimes it'd be a male. Sometimes it'd be a female. I was like, I just feel like I've known you forever or they're just a random face in the crowd. And you're like, ding, ding that person. Yeah. And it's like, why would have that random face in the crowd be so hard for you to let go of? You know, like when you're in high school and you have these crushes on random fucking people that you've never met before in your whole life. <laughs> You're like, well, I just love them so much. And you know nothing about them. And it's like, it's not even their appearance. Like, I definitely, it was never an appearance thing for me. It's something else, that soul connection. Yeah. They're probably legit. Or even those, like, people that you're just like, I don't like you. It's either <laughs> your shadow coming out to say hello in a different person or else somebody that wronged you. And you don't forget. Your yeah. soul remembers that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because the first time I met the girl who ended up doing my hypnosis, I'm like, she's a cool chick. But at the same time, I'm like, "Mm, mm." it was just, there was something off. And I realized after the fact that she was, you know, that witch past life we talked about earlier, she was the one who turned me in. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, it has nothing to do with this. Was it like a decoy or something? A decoy to get her off her trail or was she just, I don't don't know, know, but I, maybe it was. Yeah. But I just know If that... I turn in my witch colleague, I'll burn her. No, me. I was very solitary witch, though. Oh, yeah. I can see that one. So very I don't clearly. think she was... Did you have dark hair? Yes. You almost looked like the girl from The Ring to me. That's kind of what it looked like. Because <laughs> yeah. I had 
like this like weird olivey kind of skin <laughs> and these big eyes. I look kind of alienish, but like I had these bigger eyes and this messy, really long, mm-hmm. like dark, super dark brown or black hair and dirt under my fingernails. Like I looked creepy as fuck, but yeah, you did. But there's something beautiful about it though, too. Yeah. You're, were you small? Like really like petite or not really? I can't I was tell. I was very like waifish, yeah, but yeah. I was taller. Okay, I can't tell your height, but yeah, very waifish is definitely the perfect way to describe. That's yeah. crazy, hey? Mm-hmm. Like that I can see that? Because I don't think you told me that. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> no, that one I see very clearly. Yeah. Even the amethyst funny. wall. Yeah. Because I see like a, yeah, like an as brown skin, like a Israeli, mm-hmm. like olive toned. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of look like you're wearing lapels, like Aladdin would. Like, not the puffy pants, but his, like, weird leather shawl. Yes, yes, but, yeah. like, made of skin. Yes! Yes. What the fuck? I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, the other way, we didn't even talk about the other one. But, yeah, no, I can see those ones really clearly for some reason. Yeah. Maybe because I've thought about them for a long time. Because I heard about them the first time. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, those freaking connections, you'll remember. Mm-hmm. I just, who have I bumped into? You. First time I ever met you. Yeah. I just remember being like, wow, she's so cool. I wonder if she wants to be my friend. <laughs> and we like exchanged sessions. So yeah. I was just like trying to be professional and it's like, hey, do you want to be best buds? <laughs> so funny. Because I was like, I felt the same, but no one's ever really felt like that about me. Will you be my friend? I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't must remember you from somewhere, but yeah. who knows? Oh, for sure. It's just funny because I'm like, well, I told you this when you used to serve at OJ's. Oh, yeah. Uh, Keith and I used to go there for supper quite frequently. And you usually served us. Nice. And because we just kept saying, she's pretty cool. Like, she seemed the type of person we'd be friends with. And that's so funny that we're friends now. And obviously, like, I don't remember this because I served many a people at my restaurant days. Many a people. (laughs) Many a people at my restaurant days. But, yeah, that's so weird. It's just bizarre. Like don't discredit anything that you feel because it's probably from somewhere. And like, as I said, you're the writer, you're the cat, you're hiring the cast. You're probably going to hire the same few people, especially if they trigger the fuck out of you. And also if you truly love and care about them, because you're going to hire people that you trust to get the job done. And sometimes you'll hire people that are going to teach you the lesson the hard way, which is a real thing. Yes. Like, so I know, Oh my God. I hope my partner never listens to this. <laughs> but I know someone I used to be married to in a past life. And I'm pretty sure they remembered before I did, which triggered my remembering. There was nothing's ever been spoken about this. It's just like a, I don't know, mutual understanding, I guess. And like, once you fucking tap into that, it kind of sucks. You like remember yeah. a little bit too much, but like, so I'm married to somebody else in this lifetime, but I, I know exactly why, right? Like, you don't have one soulmate. You love everybody. They're kind of the same. But, sorry, my MJ dog saying hi. is a spoiled only child. And when the focus isn't on her, she has to find a way. There's a way. She's got to get it. If you've ever done a session with me, guarantee you've heard my dog barking background. <laughs> so, oh, God, where was I? Oh, yeah, these connections. So I'm married to someone now who's not going to make it too easy. Because sometimes when you have those really, really, really old ancient love connections, you don't get anything done in your present life because you're too obsessed with each other, right? You don't remember why you're so obsessed with each other. So you don't get anything accomplished. (laughs) So you have to marry those people that are going to teach you the things the hard way. And that's exactly like the partner I have now is like, 
He's awesome, but he does not make my life easy. I'm a fiery Aries who has no patience and he's just a gentle, like slow moving, like what's the rush. So he's teaching me patience. And like, I used to be, I think I've talked about it in a few, I was a, I was a spoiled princess in one of my lives and I got what I wanted like very quick. And now he's teaching me compromise and the long way around things. And you can't have it today. You have to wait. How horrible. I know. It does feel like torture to me because I just need to develop my patience a little bit more. (laughs) But it's really something I need. Like, we don't come here to have – it's not supposed to be easy. Like, I was just telling some people today in my sessions, like, I know it's hard and uncomfortable and awkward sometimes to have to navigate these difficult karmic scenarios. But if it was easy – Everyone would be a millionaire. Everyone Mm -hmm. would be successful and nothing would mean anything. And regardless of what we believe to be true about our essence, we get bored. Human beings need to be entertained. We need a challenge. We need something to focus our attention to or we get incredibly bored. You know, grumpy and grumpy and complacent. And oh, this is too easy. And oh, that person has this. And oh, that it's like it wasn't meant to be easy. So we pick these contracts that can be. We become a bunch of whiny bitches. Honestly. And if you've ever read, I don't know if it's, I think it's Dolores Cannon. She talks about, she hypnotizes people, or she used to. and Before she died. Bless her soul. She taught me everything I know. Well, (laughs) opened me up to everything I've come to know. But she talks about, like, the times of Atlantis, the rise and falls of human history. And she says, human beings have known moments of peace. Yeah. But then what happens is it's so peaceful and everything flows and manifestations on point. And then we literally deliberately go out and create drama because we get bored. It was too easy. So she said there was this moment of peace, like before, like the Greeks had come to their, um, their highest point. And then we started like the things like the Olympics. I can throw this shot put this far and that means I'm stronger and better than you, which then turned us into competitive, which turned us into war busters and all these crazy things. So we just don't know how to be peaceful. No, which sucks, but we are humans after all. And we do have to remember that first and foremost, we are having a human experience. Yeah. We're here, but it's all about learning, right? Mm -hmm. That's the trick. Is when we get triggered, we get angry, we get frustrated. It's remembering to check in and be like, okay, why would I have chosen this for myself? What lesson am I supposed to learn out of this? And then you distract your brain, right? Mm-hmm. You forget that you're frustrated. You forget that you're bitchy. You forget that you're annoyed because you're too busy thinking, what would I learn from this? Oh, yeah. And then it gets pretty fascinating. You can go down some rabbit holes and it's super fun. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because sometimes the things you're trying to, well, I would say maybe learn or unlearn is shitty things you did in your past life. So, you know, we talk about chakra alignments and and pulling trauma out of the chakra and dealing with the shadow. Well, where do you think 99% of that stuff originated from? It is those chaotic past lives that were very difficult to navigate. And we feel like we lost our voice. That was one of my big ones. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As I, which is why I have such a hard time talking. Well, like not even talking. That's, but just 
very hard time not shutting down. Right. Or right? I feel like it's like being seen sometimes. Like for you, you're like, I have lots of things to say, but I don't want to be seen doing it. Well, it's not even that. It's not even the being seen. It's the, why should I bother? You're not going to listen anyway mm-hmm. because you're a bunch of yeah. stubborn mules. You know what I mean? Right. In my head, I'm just like, why would I waste my precious information on you? You're just it's squandering it. <laughs> yeah. You know, which is bad. That's how I get bad karma. Right. But honestly, my patience is just like, why would I bother with you? Yeah. And now it's bad. And I remember there was a past life I told you about in the Akashic Records where because you were like a, I don't know, like a, I don't want to say a prophet. What's the word for what you do? A fortune teller? Like that would be kind of the essence you held maybe in the past life. That's probably what I would have been called. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I don't know what the right word is, but something like where you could foresee the future in a way. And it was like, you could read people. You're very intuitive. So there was this like kingdom that had like hired Randy to be the advisor, but she spent all this time prophesizing and fortune telling and giving good, good, solid advice that when it wasn't in favor of the kingdom, they like punished you. And I can see, I could see you sitting in like a dark, it's like under, I don't know, it was like dirt and like under the cavern or whatever. And you weren't really bothered by it, but I could tell like that would have probably been what hurt you more in that life is that I've had these gifts. I have this knowledge, but no one's listening or like, yeah. Or you didn't like what I had to yeah. say. So you're punishing me yeah. while you guys are going to pay for it. Yeah. There you it know? is. Yeah. And I remember seeing that one. So that makes perfect sense. And for me, I don't know what it is. It's something to that effect as well. <laughs> Poor MJ. Oh, something to that effect as well. Like very, um, I just, I don't know what it is. I, I feel it's my voice too. It's like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Except I feel I was like exiled or something. And yeah, you have a like, lot of sacral tra- uh, trauma though. Oh yeah. Like a lot. Like your voice mm-hmm. when I worked on you wasn't even that bad. No, it wasn't that bad in the Akashic Records either. It was no. sacral and solar plexus. Yeah. So I think it's maybe like the confidence or the feeling safe to mm-hmm. speak it. Oh, you know what would make sense though? Because if you didn't trust yourself after, you know, sending those ships in mm-hmm. and then you made that mistake and they killed you, that would make sense why you wouldn't have that confidence in trusting your own decisions. Yeah, for sure. Ah, there's probably a whole bunch of other stupid shit in there too. Totally. Oh yeah. Oh, real. I mean, it's like when you know a whole bunch of your past lives, there's a real gamut of ways you can traumatize yourself. Oh, right? <laughs> but yeah, what that sacral chakra is hard to deal with. God, mm-hmm. I like literally, and it's like when you just can't, you just can't. Like you have to get through it. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to ignore that trauma. I'm just going to pretend it's not happening because trust me, it'll bite you in the ass. But like when you suck at something that bad from consecutive shitty past lives, you don't even know how to begin to pick up the pieces. You're just like, I don't know. And you don't even know it's there, I find. Yeah. And it's like, because sometimes blocks are so deep yeah it's like me and my sacred it's it's exhausting to you know dig and pull and get information while you're clearing it out because there's been times i've worked on people with such blocked chakras that i literally have a super bad headache afterwards oh that happens to me sometimes but it feels like i have i have pressure like pressure Mm -hmm. in my brain my brain's gonna explode because i felt like i couldn't articulate everything they needed to hear in that small window of time so my brain's just like swelling up I can't leave 
in an hour's time. But yeah, those chakras can be so, so blocked. I still, to this day, obviously need to do more investigation on my sacral because the inner child kind of lives in the sacral, right? Yeah, yeah, well, it does. Everyone's like, the inner child work. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying. I don't remember what my inner child liked. I don't know how to bring her out to play. And it's because sometimes, like, that imprinting, right, where you're, like, told what a child is supposed to like. And I'm like, I don't think I like that. No. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I got to sift around and figure out what yeah. it is to heal that space. But And my parents, it was so funny. My mom used to call me, called me, <laughs> grammar. My mom, used to, <laughs> my mom used to call me an old soul all the time because I would just be fine being okay. on my own. Oh, good. Like I had friends, lots of friends that I would play with. But at the same time, I could totally be left alone over in a corner and be totally fine by myself. Oh, wow. You know? Nice. So it was, yeah. So my mom used to call me an old old soul all the time. Hmm. Because cool. I just had this little bit of a maturity to me that, right. you that know? Sense. I, th- I feel like I spent a lot of time alone too, but it was like voluntarily. I don't know why. I had two little brothers. My sister didn't come till I was like nine years old. So yeah. I had two brothers and I wasn't really interested in their like booger picking and... <laughs> fucking sandbox smashing I was like Ugh, yeah I don't like this so I spent a lot of time with music and then dress up I remember dressing up we were talking about that the other day <laughs> my friend and I um kids these days don't play dress up what yeah that's weird we had we had a tickle trunk like yeah. we had a whole big fucking rain barrel that was just full of clothes that we used to like dig in and change in all the time yeah. Let us know in uh, the comments of our Instagram or Facebook if you guys ever played dress up because yeah, it was so fun. It was the best. And I remember like obviously at when you're a child, you don't remember that your past life was of some sort of like spoiled princess, right? Mm-hmm. I freaking love the crown and the scepter and the fancy shoes. And I was always like, that's exactly what I embodied. That's so funny because I used to be a witch all the time. <gasps> I did. No I used, way. Yeah. I would play witches. I had this old broken lamp from the lake and it was this amber colored ball that, you know, they had put together and there was holes on both ends. So I had this old camping lamp that used to flick on with a battery and I would put it on top so it would glow. Like that was was my crystal ball. I'm fucking sorry. You cannot make this shit up. Like if you even have children, what are your kids obsessed with? Because I'm telling you, they remember from somewhere, especially when they're little. Yeah. It was just so funny. Like how old were you when you were doing this? Eight. Like, what? how does an eight-year-old know what a crystal ball is? Like, I'm sure, fuck, I don't think I knew. I don't know, but I was, like, obs- like obsessed with playing witches. Wow. Nobody else really was, but I, and I, because we are basement stairs, you used to be able to go, like, my dad closed it all in afterwards, but you used to be able to go behind it, and it was, like, a little cove in there, and wow. it would be dark, and, like, it was my favorite spot in the house, and oh I would God. go, and I'd That's so funny. have my little fake crystal ball, but, Yeah. And I'd pretend I made potions and stuff. Oh my god, that's so funny. Oh yeah. I don't think I played like witches until Charmed came out. And then I wrote my own book of shadows and cast spells on everybody. So oh, I love it. Lord knows what kind of spells I casted as a child, but I love how you're like, as a child, I'm like, oh my god, I swear to god, I was in my teenage years to 
almost 20 when my charm <laughs> came out. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, no, I was I was still a little hip squeak. Yeah, you were a baby. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what did I play? I was always wearing these crowns and scepters, but one thing I will say, I wasn't like barking orders at people. I was just like playing in the bushes, probably. I really liked outside. Hmm. I had a tree, I used to hang out in there. Oh, awesome. I'm just like me, I don't know. I was talking to myself all the time. So I just remember that. That's what I remember doing as a kid. Being outside a lot. Yeah. And then dressing up in weird clothes. Like my mom had these sheer curtains and they were like pink and floral. And I would just like wrap myself in those and be like, I'm a gypsy barefoot at my farm. Oh my God, I could so see it. Well, at our cabin, it was like my cabin, a bunch of green space and then the beach and the water. And then there was this little cove of trees where like (laughs) that was just randomly there and it had this massive rock massive Ooh. and I called it my thinking rock oh my and God, I so would cool. go there and sit on there and that's what I do I'd sit and think and but of course it, it'd be the rocks for you hey yeah it always was I would collect rocks I would always sit on rocks and yeah that was my thinking rock and that's what we called it and, and then like back to like again getting your powers from the amethyst wall like yep. it's just ridiculous our it's past so lives are and it's not even just our lives right that's just who we fundamentally are mm-hmm. right but it's going to repeat through lifetime after lifetime Wow, this is like so fascinating because we literally had nothing fucking planned for this. By no, the way. we, we didn't. were like, let's just talk about our stories, and then yeah. as we're sitting here, it's like, wow, this is actually like flowing so well because you just literally can't make this shit. You can't, and it's like <laughs> you're putting connections. It's like, oh, of course. Oh, and then this, and then oh, yeah, for sure. It's this podcast cool. is just healing Randy and I right now. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you're finding it helpful. Hopefully, you're getting stuff out of it too. <laughs> but like, think about it for your own yourselves too. Like, what did you like as a kid? You know, I remember like even my friend, she was making potions in the backyard and she's witchy as fuck. Yeah. Like, and it's like, of course, Yeah. you know, of course. And I was playing with her, but I wasn't like, this is awesome. I wasn't like, I'm going to do this at my house, you know? Yeah. It's like bizarre. It's like, what were you doing as a child? Because it's probably says a whole bunch about your past lives. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And when I was a kid, I found this baby crow. And I had to pick it up and nurse it back to health. Oh my God, that's so creepy. I did the exact same thing. Because I'm like, not a crow. I wouldn't have cared if it was like a pigeon or, you know, well, I mean, I I would have cried or whatever because I love animals, but it wouldn't have been like, I need to take this home and save it. Oh, wow. That's so cool. But it was because it was a crow. Right. Because you're witchy. Yeah. (laughs) And I swear to God, my, like, I had a crow as a familiar in the past. I'm pretty sure. I would say. Because I'm like obsessed with them. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. I also, when I first started my awakening, which I think we talked about before as well, like there's those messengers that come through Mm -hmm. and mine was definitely the crows. I remember like testing the universe and being like, I have a test for you. And if this is real, let me know. And then a murder of crows came back and started doing a bunch of weird stuff in the air. And I was like, (laughs) oh, okay. I get it. It's real. Got it. Yeah. Thanks. Don't mm-hmm. kill me. Bye. Yeah, I do love the crows. I just think they're the best. I love them. Yeah. They're sweet. So Kayla, what are some of the things that a person can do when they think they recognize something from their past life? Okay. So based on my own personal experiences, because I've waffled so much with these, is like, first and foremost, congratulate yourself for recognizing it, but don't get off course because past lives are obviously extremely influential to our present life, but they're not meant to be repeated. 
the idea is that you acknowledge the part in that past life that was a failure or that didn't go how you wanted it to, or that you took to an extreme and to rebalance and recalibrate to like a satisfactory approach. So what happened to me is I seen some of these past lives and I started to get really hard on myself and like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I failed that way. I can't believe this happened. And I started wallowing in those past lives. Yeah. And through pity parties. And I think it contributed to like my victimization mentality. And it just delayed my healing. You're allowed to feel sad about your past lives, but you need to acknowledge that obviously you've overcome it because you're here now and figure out why. Why am I seeing this? Why am I coming? Why is this happening to me? And figuring out why, but don't go back and try to recreate that, especially if it's like one of those love connections or one of those friendships that have stood the test of time that you can see is clearly not serving you, but you're like, oh, but I've known them forever. Right. Like recognize the pattern and don't repeat it. Like figure out that why piece and come to that recalibrated, balanced place. Because once I found out, like, just for example, that love connection, I was pretty good at ignoring it off the start. And then all of a sudden something goes wrong in your present life. And you're like, well, am I supposed to be with that person? Am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to be there? Why did that happen? Don't get lost in those past lives. Figure out why it's appearing. Yeah. That's what I, I tell a lot of my clients that too. And it's like the past is great, but you don't want to live there. Mm -mm. Right? Just like you don't want to live too far in the future either. If you think of it again, I use this analogy a million and one times, but if you think about a swinging pendulum, you can't live all the way in the past and you can't live all the way in the future. You want that nice middle piece, which is what the present. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to acknowledge the past and be like, okay, that happened. Awesome. How does that help me? Yes. Right. And it's not, we're not looking at it negatively. Like, Oh, I fucked that up oh, fuck, now what? And oh, I'm a and loser. Then, I can't do anything. Oh, I'm just going to fuck it up again. Like, geez. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's not the point. The point mm -hmm. is, ah, salmon skin roll. Any friends? <laughs> friends? Yes. 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 But like, you ask yourself, how does this help me now? Mm -hmm. That's the trick. How does this help me now? What did I learn from this? And like, exactly. And recognizing those patterns that you get all too comfortable with and realizing that that's not the goal to achieve again, that you don't want to be that bratty spoiled princess who got everything too easy. Because once I realized, I like, I was like, oh, that life was kind of nice until I, I was killed. Like, what's that? Oh God. Who's that freaking dude who flies too close to the sun and gets burned? Oh, Icarus? <laughs> yeah, that was the theme of that life. I flew a little too close to the sun and I got burned and I got murdered. And I thought I was invincible. And I, it was a sad, tragic tale. It was a beautiful woman who was murdered by a power-hungry man. But if I would have stopped living in my own head, I probably would have survived and wasn't so ego-driven like I'm invincible. So I flew too close to the sun and I got burned. So now I need to realize that I don't want that. I want to earn everything that I accomplish. I need to temper my way, like wanting to be enjoying 3D experiences of like lavish and luxury. And I need to like work for it. I need to temper it. I need to tone down the little princess in my head because sometimes she's a little rat. Like I'm just like, 
I'm really, I feel like I would consider myself like humble in this lifetime, but it's because of what happened that other time. So I am humble, but every once in a while that princess comes out and the most minor inconveniences can ruin my day, you know, like it snowed here and it's freaking mid April. And I was like, really? Oh yeah. Great. Yeah. We had no snow fuckers, but at the same time, again, if you think about that pendulum swing, don't overcorrect this lifetime either. Oh, exactly. Right? It's like, oh, I was rich and oh, I had nothing. So now I have to be a pauper in this life in order to learn what it's truly like to live. That is not true. Thank God you said that because I've seen that all too much. That's a really typical thing people do. I was a spoiled brat and I personally, like I personally offended myself with my performance. What was she doing? What was I doing in that lifetime? So I'm really battling in this lifetime accepting abundance. It yeah. feels like it's going to lead me back down that trail. So don't sway way onto the other end because you're just going to accumulate karma on the opposite end of the spectrum now. Exactly. The balance, the pendulum is where you want to be. Nice and centered, present. And again, okay, I want to... I have this urge to really be the opposite of what I was. Okay, well, what does that teach you? It's a lot of discipline, I think. Um, whether it's past lives, whether it's shadow work, whether it's, you know, learning your psychic abilities, it's just finding that balance where you're not so in your head and not so analyzing every little fucking thing like chill out people <laughs> chill out because what's happening i see it all the time with my clients and in my own life you're we have these two sides of the spectrum and actually i think this will tie in really good to like next week's theme but we nitpick and overanalyze and overheal and overdive in and then we get overwhelmed and we shut down yeah. and then we start to just ignore ourselves as spiritual beings ignore our healing ignore this because it's just too much so that balanced pendulum is where we want to be even when we're working on clearing our karma and acknowledging our past life patterns and acknowledging our shadow because diving in face first and drowning in it is only going to make you shut down and ignore it. So even when you're starting to process your awakening and your healing and moving into your aligned place of being, the pendulum's where it's at, that present center balance place. And it's always going to swing. Yeah. It's always going to swing. We're moving, we're shaking constantly. Things shift in the universe, just like the stars. They're constantly moving. So are we. But if we can keep ourselves centered, if you think about like, What's a good example? If you think about being on a swinging bridge, mm -hmm. I'm bringing back my childhood, inner child here right now. <laughs> but like, have you ever been on one of those swinging bridges where people on either end are like jumping up and down and shaking the whole thing, but you just stand still and you don't move, mm -hmm. right? There's inertia and things happening all around you, but you can stay centered if you think about it and concentrate. That's all you need to do. Mm -hmm. is concentrate okay I'm in the present and keeping yourself in the present connected to your higher self who is your observer and actually watching you which is stuff I go over with a lot of my clients how to tap into that and see what you're doing in the present at any given time because when you're watching yourself mm -hmm. when you're observing yourself and you have that strong connection which again will tie into next week um 
it's very easy to stay grounded and unmoved even when these things pop in. Yeah. And you're very much aware of it. And on that awareness too, like you're, if you're tapping into those past life patterns and you're remembering things and things are starting to shake out and all that stuff is moving, don't dismiss why you're hearing about it. Yeah. The past lives that you're shown in hypnosis, the past lives that come up in your Akashic record, the past lives or the trauma that appears in any sort of healing you do is exactly what you need to hear in that moment. So it's important that you sit and when you feel ready, dissect it because it comes in little teaspoons too. So yeah. when you're connected to that, yeah, breadcrumbs. Yeah. So you get only what you can handle in that moment, which is why we're not born into this life being able to remember everything right now. It's like pieces of the puzzle breadcrumbs come to help help you as you begin to heal so usually I find just as soon as you understand what one of those past lives is you get dropped another one and you're like fuck <laughs> I really thought I was doing good and I thought I got a, this yeah. figured out and you get a new one so with even that pendulum swing like realizing too that it's, it is always going to move. It is always going to shake. There's always going to be a new thing. And as you continually raise your vibration, you remember more. I mean, remember, remember. It doesn't mean you got it wrong. Mm -hmm. That's another thing to remember. Just if you think you got a handle on one and then another one swings in, it's not because you got the last one wrong or you didn't learn the lesson. It's just you're ready to move on whether you mm -hmm. believe you are or not. Mm -hmm. Like Kayla said, you won't get anything that you're not ready for. Which is different though, I feel like I should caveat this because it's different when you dive in, we'll have to do a shadow work session, like mm -hmm. podcast, but when you dive in before you're ready and you just jump in and learn all this stuff about yourself before you're ready, yeah, that can seriously fuck you up mm -hmm. and cause major, major problems, which is why we like to say, follow the breadcrumbs and you'll learn what you're supposed to learn. It's not dive in and jump and land on the concrete and smack your brain open. Like that's <laughs> yeah. not. I did that with my shadow work. Like maybe I was ready to hear it, but fuck, it fucked me up for a few days. I was like looking at my shadow and I was like, you know, consider myself fairly spiritually awakened and like aware. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I was just a basket case for like, I mean, that's probably what everyone's going to feel when they dive into their shadow. But mm -hmm. I think I, was overconfident going into that and I smashed my face on the concrete and cried a lot <laughs> yeah yeah it's a very confusing time so follow those breadcrumbs don't feel like you have to know everything all the time instantaneously that's yeah. not the point yeah exactly and if you're wanting to all of a sudden you're captivated to learn your past lives I would encourage you to do a session with Randy or do a session with me or find a hypnotherapist or whatever it is and test the, test it out. But don't expect it to make sense instantly. Because no. the first time I went into hypnosis, I left there being like, what just happened? I was on information download. I thought I was, I was insane. I didn't know what it was. And only now can I so clearly understand how all of it was interconnected. So don't get discouraged if you don't remember any of your past lives right now or don't know the connections or go and look for them but you can't make sense of it because it's it's quite the process yeah and if you know what you might just get a snippet of something you know mm -hmm. if you go to bed and say okay i'm gonna set the intention that i want to see a past life in one of my dreams mm -hmm. subconsciously you see it you already know it 
if you don't remember it in the morning or you remember one tiny little thing and you're like, what the fuck does that mean? Mm -hmm. Who the fuck? What? Write it down. Come back to it later. Yeah. Because guaranteed down the road, you're going to be like, ding, 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 ding. Fuck. Right? Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's wild how it all kind of comes together. So I, I would though, I mean, I'm really passionate about past lives as you can tell. And it's so fascinating. Like I could learn that stuff endlessly, but even as a person who can read my own Akashic record and look into every past life I've ever had, I don't because that is way too much for me to handle. I just wait for it to kind of seep in slowly. And then when I see a connection, I go and try to investigate it or figure out what it is or what I need to do about it. But yeah, let it flow. Trust your process. Definitely isn't going to make sense first go around. <laughs> no, and don't and don't be hard on yourself either. Oh, yeah. And if you don't, if let's say you keep setting the intention, I want to see a past life. I want it, whether you're in a, whether you're in a healing session, whether you're in a meditation, whether you're in your record, whether whatever it is. If it doesn't get shown to you, you're not a bad person. Doesn't mean you don't have any. It just means you're not at the right place to hear one yet. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you know, I have met people that have had very few lives on this planet. Mm -hmm. They've incarnated a billion in one other places. I, and I can't remember if you have, I think you've had maybe less than me, but you've been here for a long time. I've been here long yeah maybe if I was so Randy and I specifically have a lot of earth past lives because we are working with people to heal their earthly trauma and karma and shadow and de unlearn and reconnect so we have a shit ton of past lives because we need to have the context and the memories in order to be able to contextualize your experiences Exactly. So we have a long list of these lives, but for some people, they may have only had two or three on this planet, you know, and that'll be kind of where we differ. So you might only have a few past lives and they may not be crazy bangers, but that's kind of cool. Cause guess what? It meant you incarnated many times elsewhere, elsewhere which, which is, is so cool. Super badass. Let's talk about that one day. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Cause I do, we do know lots about that too. Excellent. All right, kidlets. We're going to leave it here. <laughs> We've given you a lot to think about. We've told you a lot of entertaining stories. <laughs> Hopefully they're entertaining. Hopefully they're entertaining. <laughs> if you guys have tuned out by now, well, I guess we'll never know. But let us know on our Instagram page at soul.sis.star.podcast or on our Facebook page. Tell us if you guys know your past lives. Oh, yeah. What were you? Who were who were you? What did you do? What do you know? Because we, we, as you can tell, we're fascinated by yeah. that shit and we just want to totally. hear it. And how do you see it kind of repeating in this life? Yes. So curious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Oh, yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, like I said, let us know in the comments if you have any questions, any suggestions for what you want us to do next. Again, leave them in the comments because as you may or may not have noticed doing this weekly now we've bumped it up Woo -woo! so let us know we're dying to hear what you have to say tune in next week when we discuss all about how to channel spirit all right you guys we're out of here bye see you